Um, Ashley McCord has been a part here since she was 14 years old. And I'm not going to take uh, uh, too much of her time, but she's uh, she just one of the house, like you guys. And let me just say this to you. Don't let the enemy ever tell you if you just got here. If you just got here in the last year or two or last week, or you've been here since day one, since we started 30, whatever, 31 years ago, 30. Uh, we're, Jesus gave a great parable once. He said, you know, God needed people to work the farm, and he hired some at 9, he hired some at 12, he hired some at 3, and he hired some at 5, and they're going to quit at 6. But he paid them the same. Don't ever let the enemy tell you that no matter what time you got here, you're not relevant, not important, and not valuable. That's all not true. But uh, I just felt on my heart and, and Pastor Brooke that, that there's times you need to hear from others, from in our body, that have a communicational gifting of the Holy Spirit to be able to teach, to preach, and convey. And uh, Ashley is over our um, kid motion, children's ministry, her and Zach. And um, um, we, we love them, the kids. And we just asked Ashley to come on up and share this morning. If you, anybody here first service and hear that? First service was Alice World. So, Ashley, we love you. Come on up here. And uh, you, you got a video to show? Uh, no. It's, yeah. No, because no, I didn't. It's fine. It's, we'll do, do whatever you want. Cody do what Just you Co want. It was Cody's. <laughs> right, it wasn't mine. Uh, well, we've been on a series, uh, Pastor. You've heard from Pastor and uh, Cody about Bullseye. It's not been good. Was you guys here last week? Who wasn't here last week? Okay. If you didn't hear it, you need to listen to it on our website because it was an awesome message about renewing our mind. And that's kind of where we're going to go today because I feel like how many of you guys have been like me, and you and you see like the bullseye, and you see this mark that you want to hit, but yet you always feel like you fall short. Like you just can't hit that bullseye. And I feel like this is an area where we all struggle, and so many times it keeps us from hitting that mark that God wants us to hit. And like Cody said last week, we got to renew our mind in these areas. And I feel like this is one of the strongest areas that the enemy fights us in and tells us lies. And we're going to start out in Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2.10, if you got your Bibles, your whatever you got, phones, up there, anything. In Ephesians 2.10, I love this scripture, and I've read it so many times, but how many of you guys have read something and you're like, it just doesn't click? Like, you read it and you're like, yeah, that's good, I like that. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's really good. You know, it's one of those things. So in Ephesians 2.10, in the beginning, it says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. One part, one version says his masterpiece. And I've read it so many times, and I was like, yeah, that's good. And then God's like, no, really pay attention to that. Really pay attention to that. And he brought me to the scripture, and back in Psalm 139, um, I can't remember which verse it is exactly. Psalm 139, 13, it says, you created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's body. So then it brought it to a, a different perspective. Because now I'm thinking, wow, I'm literally God's workmanship. In other words, when we were when we were born and created in our mom's, our mother's womb, God literally put us together the way he wanted us. He put the desires of our heart on the inside of us. He put the dreams that he had for us on the inside of us. He he gave us the attitudes that we have, the voices, the hair, the everything. He chose us to be a specific way, and he put that on the inside of us and made each one of us the way he wanted us to, us to be. 
And how many of you guys have been like, I don't like this about myself, I don't like this about myself, don't like this? I mean, we could probably come up with a list. How many can come up with a list sometimes? But then when you look at it and you think, God made me that way. That thing that you might not like might end up becoming your strength. How many of you are hard-headed? Okay, I'm hard-headed. And when I was younger, my mom and I would probably say that was not the best thing. But the older I get and you realize how to use that in the correct way, how many of you guys know that can be pretty strong and powerful, right? So God put these things on the inside of us, and we need to realize that he literally made us the way he wanted us. So when we don't approve of ourselves, we're not approving of what he's done. You get it? So when we look at ourselves and we're like, "Uh, I'm not really that valuable. I'm not really that lovable. I'm not really that important. God made you. He literally made you. And if you look over in John 17, we'll flip flip back and forth a little bit. In John 17, 22, this just brought this to such a level that I was just like, you know when it just smacks you in the face? Nobody knows that? Okay. Just me. That's fine. All right, so in John 17, 22, it says, In the glory which you have given me, I have given them. In other words, this is Jesus talking. He's talking about the church, and he's saying, God, the glory that you have given me, I have given them. Now, what does glory mean? Anybody know? Okay, well, I did. It was just one of those things where I read it, and I'm like, that's cool. You know, so I was like, all right, I'm going to look it up, and I love looking up Greek and Hebrew words, so I had to look it up a little bit more. And that word glory can mean honor, it can mean dignity and worth, and it goes even deeper. So Jesus is saying, man, the glory, the honor, the dignity, and the worth that God gave me, he gave you. But then he takes it a little step farther. And if you really research it even more, it says that that word glory can mean, read it exactly the way, infinite, intrinsic worth. What is infinite? A lot of times we just think forever, right? But it mean, infinite also means immeasurable. So God is literally saying, this word glory, your worth is absolutely immeasurable. Cannot even be measured. And when I think about that, I really think about, man, God really loves me. And he loves me so much that you can't even measure the value that he puts on me. Do you get that? And it helps us to start to see ourselves the way God sees us instead of all the things that we don't like about us. You know, I was telling first service about oh, when me and Zach, and my, how many of you guys know that my husband farms? I know. All right. Well, my husband's a farmer. Do I look like a farmer's wife? Not at all, right? Because I'm not, I mean, I am, but that's not, <laughs> that's not my thing. So when we first got married, I remember people saying, so you're a farmer's wife. You probably, you know, you grow the garden, you cook the good home-cooked meals. And, you know, so I started thinking, man, I need to do all this. I need to maybe try to do this. And Zach can tell you, even my kids, when I try to cook any type of home-cooked meal, it's usually an epic fail, like big time. I mean, you can see they're not starving, but it doesn't work out. Even even if I follow directions, I still manage to jack that up, okay, because that is not what God's placed on the inside of me, and that's okay, 
That's not the way he made me. Do I cook? Yes, I cook for my family. But it's not going to be spectacular, okay? Just like I'm not hospitable, okay? I will invite you over to my house, but I will not cook for you. My mom and, my mom and dad was in here the first service, and I'm like, Mom, how many times have you been over to my house since we've been married? For so, so many years. Um, <laughs> and my mom's like, two times. And I'm pretty sure I might have cooked one time, and that was it. I'm not going to do it. You can come over, but we're going to eat pizza, and I'm not even cooking that. I'm ordering it. Okay? That's me. That's who God made me to be. Do I need to apologize for that? No. Because you know what? I have other gifts that you might need. How many of you guys love the people that are hospital, love to cook? I love you guys because I love to eat. Okay? But it's not me. But I love to get up and, you know, and, and teach the kids and, and do all those things because that's the way God made me. And when I be me, then it, then it affects me and other people. When I see myself the way God made me as valuable, then it affects others. You know, uh, I, was, I was saying uh, first service, Pastor Brooks said something to me about a month ago. Because how many of you guys have really struggled in this area? Most of us have our whole life, and we might not even realize it. Most of us. Because we listen to what somebody says, and we're like, mm, maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't be that way. Maybe I need to be more quiet. You know, if you talk a lot. Maybe I, maybe I don't need to be so excited. You know, most people, when you see me, they're like, when we went to Haiti, they're like, man, you look serious all the time. That's my face. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I can walk around cheesing all the time, but I feel awkward. That's not me, you know? But but that's not what God called me to be. And I forgot what I was saying. Oh, Pastor Brooks, the, uh, probably about a month ago, she, uh, she came up to me and she said, you need to be you because people need that. And I thought, man, how many times do us as Christians fail to hit that mark that God has called us to hit because we won't be us. We won't be who God made us to be. So many times. And what happens is because we don't value ourselves the way God sees us, we don't see ourselves as valuable, as immeasurable the way God sees us, we don't even believe the word the way we should believe it. In other words, God wants us healed. Right? Everybody in here, if I said, do you believe God wants you healed? You'd all raise your hand. Every one of you, wouldn't you? But do we really believe it? No. A lot of times we don't. And it's not because we don't believe that, you know, God doesn't want to heal people. We believe that we're not really worth it. But God says, obviously, you are. In other words, your value is immeasurable. And I proved that when I sent my son because, in reality, we can't even fathom that. If you are a parent in here, can you ever fathom giving up your kid for somebody else. It's not going to happen. Don't even think about asking me. It's not going to. But when we think about that and, and what really happened, that's how much God values us. And when we get our value in him and what he says about us, all these other things, it doesn't matter. What are all the areas where we usually get our value? Our jobs. What happens when we lose our jobs? We lose our value and our identity. 
Yeah, value identity. What happens, you know, I was saying first service, what happens when we're, uh, if you're especially a stay-at-home mom and your kids move out? Your whole identity, your whole value was in them. Then what? Then you're not valuable anymore? All these things that, that we look at and we think, and we think we don't see our value in it, but we totally do. But when we get our value in God, it doesn't change. In other words, when something happens in your life that you might not be ready for, you know that God's got your back, that he's with you. He's not going to let you down. He loves you so much and, and says you're so valuable that you can't even measure it, that it's not even going to cause you to, to shake because you understand that we have a God that loves us and values us so much that he's going to be there for us, and he's not going to let us down. When you lose that job that you've been doing for 20 years that you hated in the first place, you know, what do you do? You got to trust God, right? But are you going to trust somebody that, that you don't even think values you? No. Most of these kids in here, if I asked them right now, if they knew that their parents were going to take care of them, how many of them, every one of them would say absolutely without a doubt? Because they know their moms and their dads love them, right? But yet, we don't do that with God. If I ask my kids right now to jump off this stage and let me catch them, both of them would do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't do it because I'd probably drop it. But they would trust me because they know that, that I value them, that I love them. But we don't get our value and our love from God because, honestly, we don't see him as he really is. How many of you guys know that the Bible says God is love? God is love. So if we think we love the people in our life, doesn't even, not even close to what God loves us. Not even, doesn't even hit the mark. It's so beyond what we can even think about sometimes. But when we take that time and we get into God's word and we think, man, God really does value me. He really does call me his workmanship. We hit that mark, that bullseye every single time. Because when that sickness comes, and I'm, I'm talking to myself even more than I am you guys. Because I need to be rooted and grounded in this too. When that sickness comes in and we shoot that arrow and we think, oh man, does God really want me healed? It's not going to be a question. Because we know that we're valued and loved by God and anything that is valued and loved, I'm not going to let my kids be sick if I can keep from it. Why would he? You know, when we're believing for these jobs that, you know, or even if you have a job, that's what causes us to work at jobs we hate because we don't see that we value and love ourselves as much as we should. God doesn't want you to work at a job that you hate. Now, I'm not saying go quit your job. Don't. I did not say that. But what I'm saying is God has a call in your life, and if you're doing something you hate, obviously it's not the right thing, right? But God says all these things about us because he loves us. And he wants us to get that on the inside of us because he wants us to hit that bullseye in every single area of our life. And when Pastor Brooke was talking about earlier about the calling that is on the inside of each of us, we so many times, how many people have probably went to the grave that never even fulfilled the, God, the call that God had them on their life because they didn't even believe that, that they could even do it. But what they didn't realize was God gave them the ability in the beginning to even do it. He put those desires on the inside of you already. 
And he doesn't ask us to do something without us be, without giving us the ability. So just like Pastor Brooks said earlier, every one of us in here have that call. It's a different call. Obviously, mine's not hospitality. But we all have that call. But we stop short because we don't see ourselves as valuable enough. We don't see ourselves as loved enough. We don't see ourselves as God's people. And that causes us not to trust him the way we should. Amen? So we're going to go to one last scripture. I said I wasn't going to go very long because I know the kids are in here. Are you guys still awake, kids? Nope, they're sleeping. Sorry, guys. I was trying not to put you to sleep. All right, Ephesians 1. And I love this. All right, I will wake them up. All right, what kids in here? Okay, if you've been here in the past, I don't know, three weeks, what kid can tell me what we've learned about? Who can tell me? Raise your hand if you can tell me. I know mine can, but I don't want to call on them. Then everybody will think I, like, set it up. Bentley. Oh, I'm putting you on the spot. What have we been learning about the past few weeks? Huh? We always learn about God. What in particular have we learned about? God creating what? The earth. So we've learned about, you know, light and darkness, the sky, and all these different things. He listens. He's just acting like he doesn't. He's actually smart. But, um, but so we've been learning about the sky, and I didn't know this, and I thought this was the coolest thing. How many of you guys, sometimes you just like to research stuff, just learn a little bit more? So um, when we was learning about the sky, we've been learning about how God literally created everything for us. You didn't know that yet? He created everything for us, okay? Even if you don't like some things, it's for somebody else. Don't be so selfish. All right? So so we've been learning about how he created the sky. And we learned about, you know, uh, what is it? Oxygen, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen, okay? I don't know anything about any of them, you know, just that we breathe from, right? So... When you think it, when you research it, oxygen, actually, if God put just a little bit more oxygen on this earth, it would literally catch the whole place on fire. Okay? But that shows how precise our God is. Okay? And when we think about this God that made the oxygen just to have enough for us, made us precise the way he wants it. And in this scripture in Ephesians 1, 4, it says, even as in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out before the foundation of the world. So that just shows that he was literally thinking about us before he ever created one single thing. Not only that, he actually picked us out, which amazes me in itself, because I would not pick me for something. But he picks us out. And it says, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless, even above reproach, before him in love. Do we have the next one? And then it says, for he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will. So God literally, before this whole thing ever even started, was thinking about you, how he wanted you, and how much he valued you. So much that he would have, I really believe that he would have literally created this whole earth for one person. Because that's how much he values you. That's how much he loves you. And when you start to realize that, then you start to walk in what God's called you to do. Is everybody called to go to Washington? No. But every one of us are called to support, right? 
Is everybody called to drive a school bus? No. We don't want a lot of people doing that. Okay? There's some that's been driving it that does not need to be. I need to have a talk with them, really, <laughs> on our road. But anyways, but we each have a call, and God made us that way. Okay? And he loves and he values us. When we start to get our value and our worth in him, then when things happen in our lives and when people say stuff to us, it doesn't matter because we know that we're loved and valued no matter what anybody else thinks. You know, I was saying first service, um, you know, I'm up in children's all the time. And I, you can literally watch, you know, when they're little and stuff, they don't care what people think. Kids care less. You go tell a two-year-old something, they just throw it out the window. But the older they get, the more they start to pay attention. And you can literally watch them change because they start to think about what other people have said. And I hate seeing it sometimes because I think, man, don't lose that because that is how God made you. When I was, I lost it when I was, for the longest time, I didn't want to be who God made me to be because I didn't like some of this stuff. But he had an attitude and all that thing. All that stuff. Now, I'm not saying having an attitude is a good thing. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when it's used in the right way, it's a good thing. You can have a righteous man, a righteous, you know, attitude where you're like, oh, hate the Lord. You know what I mean? And use it in the right way. But I can watch those kids just change. And I hate it because of that. Because I want them to be them. I don't want them to care about what somebody else says about them. I don't want them to you know, change who they are because somebody doesn't like something about them. I want them to be them. And that's what God wants us to be because he says, you know what, I value you, I love you, and I want you to be you. Because if you're not, then you're affecting everyone around you. Everyone. And you can tell it when you go like on mission trips. You can see the part that people need to play when you go on them. And when somebody doesn't do it, you can see it. What would happen if Cody wasn't leading praise and worship and I was? None of y'all would say. Because that's not my gift. That's not what God's made me to be. But I'm still valuable and I'm still loved. No matter what I do, no matter what I've done, that doesn't change my value. That's what's so good about God. We can go do the stupidest thing, not saying do that. But that doesn't change the fact that he still loves us and he still values us. And when we get our value and our worth in anything else, it's going to be like this, up and down. Like women's emotions sometimes. Up and down. But when it's in God, man, it's up all the time. And we hit that bullseye in every area of our life because we finally believe that, God wants this for me because he loves me and he values me. And there was no way he would ever send his son for somebody that he doesn't love and value. God's smarter than that, believe it or not. He's smarter than that. Amen? So this morning I want you guys to think about, because this is an area where I've dealt with it for years. How many of you guys have dealt with this? Everyone in here just raise your hand if you're being honest. And the rest of you are lying. It's okay. First service only had one person raise their hand. It's all right. We're just in church. No reason to be honest. But, but it's an area where we all struggle, if we're being honest. 
We all do. And that's what keeps the church from being the church. Because we don't value ourselves the way God values us. Amen. I'm going to pray and then we'll, uh, we'll have a Father, I just thank you so much for what you have called us to do. Lord, I thank you that you have placed on the inside of each one of us what you wanted to place on the inside of us. And you love you love us and value us so much that you can't even measure it. And God, sometimes it's so hard for us to grasp that with our minds, Lord. But I just pray that you would just open our hearts and our minds to receive that. To start seeing ourselves the way you see us, Lord, because you have fallen, excuse me, on the inside of us. That the only way that we can truly fulfill what you have called us to do is when we start to see ourselves the way you do. The only way we can truly walk in the promises that your son has given us is when we start to see ourselves the way we do. Because then we'll see you as you are. As a loving and caring God that's not going to let us down. That's going to make sure that those things that Jesus died for us happen in our life. Because you love us and you value us. And Father, we just thank you for that. We just thank you for that. And as we leave, I pray that, that we would just go home and meditate on these, these couple scriptures or any other, other ones that you have for us to meditate on, Lord, so that we can walk the way you have called us to walk, so that we can see ourselves, Lord, the way you have seen us. And we won't, we won't lower ourselves to anything less than your path because that's what you want for us. And, God, we just thank you for that. And we thank you that every kid in here, Lord, as they grow up in this church, Lord, that as parents, Lord, I just pray for the parents, Lord, that we're going to be able to instill this truth in them, that we have a part to play in this when it comes to raising our kids, that we're going to, we're going to help them, Lord. I know that, that, you, that you teach them, but we have a part to play in, in helping them to realize how valuable and how loved they are and that you created them the way they are for a reason. And I just thank you for that wisdom and guidance for every single parent in here. And for even us as, as that we struggle with this. Help us with this, Lord. We know that when we read your word and we, and we meditate on your word, Father, that, that it brings revelation. And we get more understanding in these areas. And Father, I just thank you for that. I thank you that our eyes are open and our hearts are open to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.